I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Sienna Jekyll. Ah! And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 greatest human experiences of all time. The very slightly less racist 10th anniversary edition. This podcast is a safe space for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching The Sound of Music. Sister Agatha, it's very easy to like Maria, except when it's uh, difficult. Number 40 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this... Liana. (laughs) Old film. Oh my god. (laughs) That's so nice. (laughs) (laughs) You genuinely look like you could cry. (laughs) And I did, baby. (laughs) Multiple times during this film. (laughs) Wow. Ah! Ah! Oh, Oh, Sienna. Liana. Had you seen this film before? I had not. Well, 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 I explained it in my prediction, actually, if you uh, want to get right into it. Perfect. Hi, Liana. I hope you're having a good week because I know you're excited for this movie. I'm about to watch The Sound of Music. And a bit poppy. I have not consciously seen this movie before. Yeah. That is, perhaps my parents put me in front of it, yeah. but I completely 
zoned it out as a kid because I thought it was so long, boring, very church-like. No offense to God, but, you know, something I didn't really want to be at. Anyway, looking forward to watching it this time. I know a lot of people love it, yourself included. I think that Julie Andrews is going to be in this, Uh that she's going to have short blonde hair, that she's going to sing songs with... A hundred little German children. Wrong. And she Very probably wrong. falls in love with the hot German oh, dad. Like, uh, I know wrong. Nazis are in it. <laughs> oh. And so maybe they're like German people who aren't being part of the war. Ooh. Okay, maybe I should move on from this. Um, You're not that wrong. I predict some children do singing. I bet they won't like her at first. And then they will. I hope really there's hope. some feasts. Oh. I'd love to see a nice feast. Kind of. Okay, I love you. Bye. Wow. You are having a rough week. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really thought I was going to edit that down. I don't know why I believed in myself that edit way. Edit it down? When? <laughs> but I really was wrong. I did think it was Germany. And it's Austria. Importantly. <laughs> kind of crucially. Crucially. Hinges upon it not being. <laughs> and then becoming. <laughs> and Germany. It, and I see that now. And I, I do see that now. <laughs> I love that. I love somebody who hadn't really seen the film before and does not understand war. <laughs> trying to piece together the sound of music. <laughs> well, Sienna, here's my prediction for the sound of music. Very excited. Good morning, Sienna. Good morning, Leanna. It's Liana. Hi. I'm about to watch the sound of music. Oh, oh! I'm so excited. I've seen this a billion times. I know every song. Oh, I predict I'm going to have a good ass time for the next three hours. (laughs) I'm going to love you. Bye. (laughs) My prediction, I'm going to have a good ass. (laughs) Well, wow. So you've seen it many times. Yeah. And um, my, like, alarm in the mornings is um, the Broadway soundtrack. (laughs) This is the first episode where there actually is a correct answer, and I will be intrigued to see how you do (laughs) on the test. Telling me that throughout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll check in. I will give you a grade at the end. Well, uh, speaking of things I can fail at. Oh, nice. (laughs) May I give a summary? Please. This film. Oh, I'm excited. Here's my summary mm-hmm. of the sound of music. The sound of music. After my first time seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> Julie Andrews is Mary Poppins. But instead of a magic bag, she brings the children the gift of music. Mm-hmm. And instead of leaving at the end with an umbrella, she marries their dad. <laughs> The family Von Trapp mm-hmm. sings all across the beautiful landscapes of Austria with their governess, Maria, a hot mess of a nun who teaches the children how to have fun. This all occurs on the tragic backdrop of World War II, which I'm going to let Liana tell us about. Oh, hello. <laughs> the very first summary that shoots us right into the next segment. Bit of an overture via history, historical context. <laughs> oh, baby. <sighs> There's a sad sort of clanging. Hi, welcome to the historical context for The Sound of Music, the 1965 masterpiece, which was 
originally a 1959 stage musicale with music and lyrics by Rodgers and Hammerstein. Hey. Two songs that were in the Broadway show got cut from the film. Okay. And two songs in the film were written specifically for the film and were not in the Broadway show. Which ones? The one where she is strutting with her bags and she's singing I Have Confidence. Without confidence? Okay. I Have Confidence in Me. And Something Good where they stare at each other in a gazebo. I wrote about those two songs. That's remarkable. You <laughs> and wait to get Richard Rodgers had really tuned into one another. Sad but beautiful, much like what you said when we were watching the film 1917 on Saturday. Um, Edelweiss is the last song that Rodgers and Hammerstein wrote together because Hammerstein had stomach cancer oh, no. and died nine months after the opening of The Sound of Music on Broadway. That's so sad. But beautiful. But what But what a musical to, to leave. I know. Oh. Salzburg, the town in which the movie is set, gets more visitors per year because of this movie than they do from being the birthplace of Mozart. <laughs> Nobody, when they go, cares <laughs> that Mozart was like, born there. Everyone's oh. like, where are the hills? Are they alive? And with what sound? War facts. Austria interwar during the interwar period between World War I and World War II. After World War I, Austria-Hungary was dismantled. That had been a big global power, but it was the end of the Habsburg Empire. The Sudetenland was handed over to Czechoslovakia. South Tyrol was given to Italy and the Alpine, some Alpine provinces to Yugoslavia. So the, like much of the country was broken apart and Austria shrank very much. In 1919, the first Austrian Republic formed when the Treaty of St. Germain was signed between Austria and the Allied powers. And in that treaty, that 1919 treaty, is when the Anschluss, which is a word we hear in the film, uh. was forbidden, which meant that Germany was not allowed to annex Austria without permission from the League of Nations mm. because they, the Allies did not want Germany post-World War I to acquire more land. They were like, we're punishing you. You were bad. You can't... Have more things. Boo. Boo. A lot of stuff happened for a while. And then in 1932, <laughs> the leader of Austria was a, a person whose name we are going to laugh at. Engelbert Dolphus. <laughs> he was like a bad dude, like a fashion, but his name is Engelbert Dolphus. You know, well. That name has a lot of twists and turns. In 1932, Engelbert Dolphus suspended parliament and replaced the government with, with authoritarianism. Um, so it was bad news. I have to say something. Please. More like angle butt dumbfus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you. you said that. That's, I'm glad that's not just going to be rattling around in your brain that's for the rest of the say. recording. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In 1934, Engelbert Dolphus was still anti-Nazi and Austria was allied with Italy at the time. And... Dolphus was not interested in becoming part of Germany because Nazism was on the rise in Germany. Mm -hmm. Hitler had taken over in the spring of 1933, the year before. All that to say, eventually, in 1934, Austrian Nazis assassinated Engelbert. <laughs> and uh, that was like the beginning of the Nazis sort of starting to take over-ish. It's all very complicated. Mm -hmm. In 1936... Austria becomes isolated when Hitler and Mussolini from Italy ally with one another. So Italy had been an Austrian ally, kind of protecting Austria from the power of Germany. But also a lot of people in Austria, there was a lot of pro-Nazi propaganda in that country. And so many people were saying, well, hey, maybe it wouldn't be so bad if we got annexed by Germany. Maybe we should join with uh -huh. them. A lot of people 
we're not asked their opinion. So <laughs> the percentages are way not correct <laughs> from the polls. And then the Anschluss, which is the annexation of Austria, which took place on March 12th and 13th of 1938. Austria was completely absorbed into Germany. Hitler himself and German troops came into Austria and per the Encyclopedia Britannica, quote, any official memory of Austrian existence was destroyed and suppressed. So the Anschluss is what we see in the film. The act break happens, they get married, and then when you come back from the Entracht, there's Nazi flags in Austria showing in, in Salzburg, in the town, and that's because that is the time period that they're showing. Oh. Music to my ears, that <laughs> noise. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, and finally... The actual Von Trapp family in real life. <laughs> did you know about this? This is the only thing I, I did know vaguely is that they were like a real... They were real. <sighs> so long. Farewell to them. They have all died. Um, this <laughs> <laughs> They are old. Okay. Maria Von Trapp was a postulant. I don't know, training to be a nun. She wanted to be a nun. And she was hired by the Von Trapp family. She, Maria, whatever her last name was, Maria Nunn, was hired by the Von Trapp family to be a tutor to one daughter. And Georg Von Trapp's wife, Agatha, had died of star scarlet fever in 1922. And then Maria was hired a few years later. So the actual timeline is like a decade and a half-ish before the mm -hmm. movie. It's all They compressed it all for the movie. Maria comes into the life of the Von Trapp family. She's a tutor to one daughter. She ends up sort of being a governess to all of the kids are sort of taking care of them, but she wasn't actually like hired to be the governess for mm. all seven of them as she is in the movie. And then she and Georg got married in 1927. Whoa. In the movie, it's in 1938. In the real life. In the real life, it was in 1927. And a bit of a yoinks here is that in real life... Captain Von Trapp was 25 years older than Maria, and it was not a marriage of love. It was more just like, well, you're taking care of the kids, and this kind of makes sense. You're here all the time. Yeah. A woman. <laughs> There's a woman in here. <laughs> I guess I'll marry her. <laughs> Men keep marrying people. They're not very discerning. They don't but... discern. They just marry. Um, mm. Well, I did not know. I knew that the children were real, mm -hmm. but I thought maybe it was like a family band situation that could sing, and then they based a... Th I didn't know the whole story was true-ish. Uh, there was a nun and the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is wow <laughs> wow yeah a lot of the origin story is, is the same um, the Von Trapp family ended up in the 30s losing most of their wealth during the worldwide depression mm. of the early 1930s so they dismissed their staff they rented out the lower rooms lower levels of their home and that is when the family started singing on stage to earn money it was all for money it was all for money and you see in the film Christopher Plummer is like you know we don't sing in public and in real life, he was, like, embarrassed that the family had to perform in order to earn money. Oh. So the motivation was not articulated in the movie, but that energy was there. Georg Ludwig von Trapp was an anti-Nazi opposed to the Anschluss in Austria. He was the Hot. most successful Austro-Hungarian submarine commander of World War I. Wow. And for most people, that sentence would not make you horny. <laughs> But for some, <laughs> who will remain unnamed? <laughs> Von Trapp was recruited by the German Navy for World War II. They were like, hey, we're doing a second one. Do you want to come on our team? <laughs> <laughs> we're 
We're going for round two. <laughs> yeah, here we go. We're back in, back in it. We out here. But ultimately declined. He considered it because the family was so destitute that he was like, well, we do kind of need money, but I just, I can't work for the Nazis. I can't wow. do it. So they, he declined and the family escaped in September of 1938. And they actually went through Italy because Georg was born in a part of Austria-Hungary that was annexed by Italy after World War I. So because of all of that, he had the right to go to Italy wow. from that, then Austria. This is what I love about the wars is everything was changing so much. The borders were constantly shifting. Every map just kicks my ass because it was different every year. Yeah. The family escapes through Italy. And then emigrates to the United States with their Italian passports. So they fully moved to America and like set up camp in Vermont. Wow. They performed in New York. They were signed. They recorded albums. They traveled the world as the Trap family singers. Um, Georg died in 1947 from lung cancer. He was 67 years old when he passed away. Um, and then Maria went on to keep uh, living. <laughs> as they are wont to do. And many of the children ended up becoming missionaries and living their own various lives. Um, but once the family was based in the U.S., they performed in over 30 countries for the next 20 years as wow. the Trap family singers. And this is a very dumb question, but why is their story so well known? She wrote a memoir that was called The Story of the Trap Family Singers. It was a 1949 memoir. And then that got turned into a film in Germany. Oh. And then people saw that film and were like, this should be a musical. And then they turned it into a musical. And then people saw that musical and they were like, this should be a film. And they turned it into a film and it was the highest grossing film. It beat out Gone with the Wind to become the highest grossing film. Wow. <laughs> oh. And that is the end of the historical context for The Sound of Music. For one more sound, or one more lovely thing that the hills might say. Here we go. Episode is going to be. The hills are alive. <laughs> Thank you, Liana, for that historical music. context. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome everyone to Phone Notes, where we read the notes that the other person took on their phone while watching this film. Sienna. <laughs> You've written, reasons I think Liana likes this. Well, fun segment. Nature, yes. Musical, yes. History, yes. Rules. <laughs> Say more. What's when that? The, when the children came out and the dad was like, the children, they, I whistle and they come. And there's a way for them, a correct way. They get A's every day mm. by waking up and going outside and marching. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just felt like an environment in which you would thrive. I think so. <laughs> I think every part of this film is for me. <laughs> I really, uh, to be honest, there was a very, it was, it was beautiful Aww. for me when it came out and there were the rolling hills. I was like, this is like a musical that is also a hype. <laughs> exactly. Mattress by Casper and vehicles from CarMax. <laughs> we'll be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Uh Are you looking at the thing that I'm looking at on your notes that you also bolded? You said Sienna. You would rock this outfit, Sienna. You said my toxic trait is that I want this hat outfit with leather sun hat. Ah! Okay, thank you for saying that. When she came out, I was like, okay, yeah. I, I do, I do want that outfit, mm-hmm. and this is why I, I've really made every guy I've dated like a little angry. That <laughs> that is my goal. Because you dress like a horny governess from the 1930s. You we, do in her nun. I mean, outfit. that's it. That's your aesthetic. In her play, play clothes. In her sort of um, yeah. out of uniform. Yeah. Out of, yeah. What I really liked about her is that her whole deal is she's like, I want to have fun and be comfortable. I'm a fun nun. <laughs> that's true. She's like, these clothes are not comfortable enough to run mm-hmm. around the grass. In. But she keeps wanting to be a nun, and I was like, why? It doesn't seem like you're really cut out for this. <laughs> she didn't really explain that. No, they don't. She's just like, I've never been horny before. <laughs> I just assume. All I've done is hike and sing. 
<laughs> but I can hi- hike, sing, and oh. stare at a dude. Okay, Liana. Yes. Here's the question that we all are wondering. Where do you fall on uh, Mr. Mr. Von Trapp? <sighs> the captain. If the NSA agent who reads my computer screen every day checked my history this afternoon from my Google image search, it would just say Christopher Plummer Young. <laughs> I was throwing ass for Christopher Plummer yeah! for three straight hours. He is so hot in this movie in so many ways. Oh, baby. Okay, hit us with it. Because he's not necessarily at all haunted. Mm. Though, okay. You always manage to bring the tall haunted out of every... Men love that. Yeah, I do have that effect on men. He's very haunted. His wife died of scarlet fever. Yeah, and then... He's haunted by his dead wife. He has to kind of... He's anti-Nazi, which... He's anti-Nazi. He's haunted by the concept of the Anschluss. Mm -hmm. He... Does not care about his children. <laughs> okay. That is what I was going to ask is I'm like, there's a point. There was a point where I felt like it was maybe our, how you had such hot, hot, hots for Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. until he ran out happy. And that was the second that I loved him. There was a moment when he starts looking at his children and is like, I'm happy that they're singing. That's when it did it for you? Yeah. <laughs> And I wanted home. Every time I watch it, I'm like, ah, I get the ick right around act two. But then actually, no, it's earlier than that. It's when they start being like, do you know when I first started loving you? It's like, shut up. But then the Nazis invade and he goes back to being haunted and he rips up the swastika. It's so hot. It's a real roller coaster. This film, God, it takes you on a whole journey. Wow. He's unbelievably good looking. you want. He got hotter throughout as well i thought what a, what an opinion <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> because you'd already seen him be stoic so then when he did break a little bit it was like <gasps> i did love that he was a little rascal yeah i loved when he was like mm? <laughs> one of my doing a little prank my favorite parts is when he's like show me the berries <laughs> yeah all right oh blueberries all right. of course strawberries okay I love him so much happy to hear it so okay mm-hmm. the other question that yes. we're all going to be wondering yes the children this is the one film in which the children do not bother me. Wow. I know. And I think it's because they're all just little adults because they all had to do sort of military training. <laughs> they are forced to be, yeah. They're very behaved. They all learned their lines and their songs and their choreography. There's no room for them to actually be children because every single thing they do is choreographed in this movie. Yeah. Much no, let's go through all seven. Okay, so we've got Liesel, the oldest. Very horny, unfortunately, for a Nazi. Yeah, the horniest got child. Horniest, well, yes. <laughs> horniest and oldest, so it's As appropriate. Right, right, right. Friedrich, oldest brother, very dumb. My Quite an idiot. favorite character. Oh, I love that. <laughs> he was, Friedrich has clearly never seen a blueberry <laughs> in his life. And that actor, wow. They brought him in because he looked the part and he could not act to save his life. <laughs> Louisa, mm-hmm. little prankster, introduces herself as Brigitte. Marta. Brigitte, thank you. Oh my God. Kurt, who is a little freak. <laughs> the other boy. <laughs> he is absolutely a little freak. That's what I said about Friedrich. Beautiful. That he's a little freak. Beautiful. Because also he was supposed to, the little girl, get b- her finger. And she said, Friedrich bit it. Bit it. I'm like, the I was older like the brother. Oldest. <laughs> 
the 15 year old that did seem that i did i registered that and was like okay that's crazy yeah. yes kurt brigitta uh-huh. reads uh-huh. brag oh marta no discernible personality literally nothing of note happens to marta oh in she the film she's the youngest one the the second to youngest one mm-hmm. so she is young and speaks a little bit more mm-hmm. than gretel who is very small and says the sun has gone to bed and so I, must i i like her too so long oh. <laughs> farewell avider saying good night goodbye goodbye Goodbye. No. Good. <laughs> good. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. It's hard when she Bye. gets stuck. And then the waving audience Bye. goes, Goodbye. They definitely cast all these kids because they were in order of height. <laughs> You're so right. And I love it. Sienna, you've written something very important. Okay. That I have also written. Okay. Was about to say this dress would look amazing on Juliana, but I just realized it's a lot like the shirt I got you. And I wrote, Liesl is the only person who could pull off the shirt. And now, listener, the time has come to tell you about the shirt. Listener, Sienna is a very good friend who bought, she wants me to branch out fashion wise. Right, right, right. Because I have sort of one mode and it's like, I got this at Express in high school. You've branched out now, I think. It was sort of a... My mom made me, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I get bullied into new clothes. It's the only way I'll ever make a purchase. And for my birthday last year, (laughs) Sienna gifted me an adorably wrapped in a cute little popcorn-themed container shirt. Is it a shirt or is it kind of just three tiers of fabric? It's a thing you can put on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I put it on and... It's the ugliest shirt so it, I've ever seen. If you were to see Liesl's sort of dress, it's, it's, it has sort of it's several... the same bodice. It's the exact same bodice. It has, it, at the bottom, there's a bit of a peplum situation, but a soft one. And then and then there are a few tiers of, of fabric, I'd yes. say. But like, and I think what the dress did right mm-hmm. is that the tiers are much... Uh, there's much less fabric between the tiers, so it doesn't mm, poof out right. as the shirt does. It's quite poofy. Um, uh-huh. for the, <laughs> yeah. Because this shirt, it was curving out when I was curving in. <laughs> it sort of filled it, all the negative space. <laughs> it was hard to see that I, my first thought was like, oh, Liana. And then I was like, I still haven't learned my lesson. <laughs> I haven't learned it. Wow. Well. And that is the story of the shirt, which is a great segue into... What is this, a greenhouse gazebo you have written? Oh, yeah. I, I highlighted that because I thought it was so stupid that I wrote that. But I did. That was during the scene. The, the uh, scene. The first gazebo song scene. You are 16. Going, going on 17. I will take care of you. Innocent as a row. Unfortunately, this leads me to my uh, small segment. Oh! Songs that didn't hit. Good. Okay. Okay. This was going to be... Yeah, your grade is tanking actively, but I am I'm going to listen. What may help is that this was going to be songs that do hit and songs that do not hit. Mm-hmm. But so many of them are songs yeah. that do hit that that's yeah. the default. Because it's bangers only. Yeah. Yeah. Bangers. No skips. Uh, well, bangers mostly. Zero skips. A few skips. All bangers. And <laughs> now yeah. my segment. Okay. Songs from the Sound of Music that do not hit. Mm. Song number one. 
The Confidence Song. Absolutely insane. Absolutely. the That's an insane opinion. But that song this is hit. like when you enjoyed One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. You were wrong. That was an incorrect thought. <gasps> it's not like that. Could you imagine the cardiovascular capacity to be strutting down a dirt road in Salzburg carrying yes. a guitar and every clothes that you own right. while singing in a leather hat? Right. Well, Julie Andrews, let me just say, delight all the way. She does a little kick with her heels. She's got confidence. She's got confidence. That's women did not until this film know that you, you could be confident as a woman. This was the first time that any woman was ever seen as confident. Was ever confident. confident. No woman in history had ever been confident until Julie Andrews playing Maria Von Tra- Well, here's the thing. Here's what I had to say about it. Message good, melody no. Interesting. It was just, it wasn't a banger. It, it definitely is a song that would be impossible to sing. Yeah. Every it, time she hit a note, I was like, wow, I would not have been able, I wouldn't have guessed that that was the next note in the song. Which I think kind of makes it not a song in a way. <laughs> she's, she's busy. She's running. <laughs> uh, song number two that for me didn't hit. This one's the most controversial one. 16 going on 17. I get it, except the dance break is perfect. Yeah. Uh, the song itself very fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredibly yeah. fucked up. <laughs> it's, they really, this way, the message is just so distracting, which obviously talking about someone's age is what you think would be the problem, but they're kind of close in age is weird. Yeah. But he mansplains what being a woman is going to be. <laughs> mansplains yeah. it wrong. <laughs> yeah. And convinces her to say she'll depend on him. And then he turns out to be a Nazi. Nazi, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, no, all, all good points. <laughs> Bummers all the way down. But then she ran around a gazebo, <laughs> and it was incredible. Final song that I wrote mm-hmm. that does not hit. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the name of it. You said it earlier. The the one that's good, the youth and childhood Something one. good. Something good. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Rogers, Hammerstein. Well, he was dead. Rogers. When they wrote it? Well, those, so two songs were written for the film, Hammerstein, Gonzo. Oh, I didn't, okay. Confidence and Something Good. Okay. Both made for the film. And who was gone? Hammerstein. So Rogers wrote those. So it seems like maybe Hammerstein was the secret sauce. (laughs) Because boy, you stop it. (laughs) But somewhere in my youth or childhood. Like what kind of line is that? I must have done something good. Somewhere in my youth or childhood. Yeah. I must have done something good. Advertise. Advertise. We'll be right back after this break. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Mihana, this mm-hmm. is so true. You say the emphasis that this film places on frolicking is so important. <sighs> so much like how women weren't allowed to be confident uh-huh. before this film. No one in history had ever frolicked <sighs> in the way that this Freulein was frolicking. It really she was frolicking. Like- I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this Elsa really was a mood. Sienna, you've written TBH. I too would be pissed if I came over and he and his children performed a ton of music at me. Even if they were, and you have a gorgeous typo here, God. (laughs) Even if the children were God. (laughs) Yeah, I went over to hang out with him, and his children who are God, they did like a really good music thing, but I didn't want that. I wasn't into it. I was like, why didn't you tell me, Max, to bring my harmonica? I know the children were good, but yeah, they come in. She's like, at some point, turns to Max, because they're singing these beautiful songs to her. And then, you know, she just doesn't care. Also, the moment that suddenly her fiance is like, I get to sing again. And he starts singing. It's beautiful. But she's like, okay. So I didn't know this was the vibe of tonight. I would have been in a different outfit entirely if (laughs) I had known. Incredibly valid. It's like when you show up in sweatpants and other people are in dresses and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, where are we going? And that's when he looks at Maria and they're starting to be horny for each other. And Elsa's like, whoa, <laughs> hang on. I, we just got back from my mansion in Vienna and now this woman is here? What's happening? Poor Elsa. Why is everyone singing? It's not even just like, oh, it's not that her life is ruined or anything. I know she's mm-hmm. fine. It's just sort of like a, ugh, what an ugh situation to be in. Like, it's okay, like, guy. She clearly was an escape for him. Yeah. And their realities just didn't match when they tried to merge them. 
Are you smiling? I just love this movie. I'm going to read some of Liana's notes. Okay. Um, so Liana has written, I am screaming. Next note, I am crying. Mm-hmm. Next note, I am throwing up. Yeah. Uh, she means he's all in good I way. cried in earnest twice during this really? film. Yeah, it was which, embarrassing. Which parts made you cry? <laughs> yeah, were you embarrassed by yourself? During the tears, I was like, oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> the first time I cried was the opening <laughs> shot of the film. <laughs> <laughs> I get that though. It's so beautiful. It's, it's overwhelming. It's crazy. Yeah. And we had growing up some like paintings of the Alps <laughs> in the home. And so <laughs> mm-hmm. it reminds me of something. Yeah. And the other time I cried is during the wedding. They they did the music so well in that scene where it's this huge wedding, this long procession down the aisle, and they kneel. I was blubbering on the, I was just like, it's so beautiful. I just want someone to leave their fiance for me. And do I don't want to be a nun. Solve a problem like Maria. I really liked the song where Mother Superior's like, get out of here. Go Climb bone. every mountain. Including him. She's like, is your dream to, to, bone. to hop on, yeah. to hop on hop that on captain? Yeah. So to say. <laughs> Follow your dreams. And if that dream is to hop on Girl, pop, go get, girl. get laid. <laughs> go get some. Just, she's like, she's, yes, girly. <laughs> she's like, that wasn't my dream. But, you know, I, I love that for you. I sensed from the beginning that you're a very horny woman. <laughs> I knew this would happen. I'm, I'm a nun, but that's hot. <laughs> hey, I would. I'm married I to can't. God. But, <laughs> but I would. And she kind of is like, you have to bone him for God. <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy that argument. She was like, no, boning is also good. If That's not bad. It's like, if you love him, it's fine. That's also God. <laughs> Which I also love because her other motivation is that they got to get Maria out of here because she's not a good nun. <laughs> yeah. So I love that being like, you know what God wants? He wants you to bone him. That's actually you need to go. You need to get. Yeah. You need to go over there. You, you need to gotta go, go bone Georg for sure. God wants you to get that. Out of here. God told me that he actually wants you to leave here forever and definitely bone that guy so you cannot come back. One thing we didn't discuss yet, and as it moved further, I didn't feel this way as much. But when mm. they did sing, "How do you solve a problem like Maria?" When I'm with her, I'm confused. I was already late so many times today, and they're all, oh shoot the whole song as it started. I was like. That is so funny. <laughs> Where they're all like, "You are the main character of that song." They are singing about song. you. Yeah. How do you solve the problem like Sienna? What it really was that got me was that they were like, "She just, I love her so much. She's so fun, but gosh, she's, she's like, we, I couldn't call her an asset." <laughs> <laughs> what does she bring to the team? Does vibes. She ever, she's <laughs> got good, good vibes. How do you and solve the problem like him? <laughs> like, imagine at your wedding, people are like. People just sing like they list Liana's all of awesome, but sometimes she. Uh, uh, what's what if you're like? Flaws? If I was giving a but speech she's at your really wedding, forgetful. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, or like during the wedding speech, I'm like, "Here's to Sienna and her her spouse." God, Sienna's late all the time, and sometimes this other thing she does kind of pisses me off as well. And in terms of like contributions overall, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm net zero. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Professionally useless. Real nice girl. Glad she's going to be married. Professionally useless. Deserves to be oh. a wife. Sienna. Liana. Should we climb the mountain that is badges? 
Mm -hmm. and descend into the valley that is Tragis. Yes, please. (gasps) I have so many. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay, first up, a badge for aerial footage of the Alps. Oh, Oh, excellent mountains. Badge for nuns. (laughs) Badge for Salzburg, Austria in the last golden days of the 30s. Badge for a woman who's a problem. Badge for nun choreography. Oh. Mm-hmm. Badge for Liesel's dress. Oh, it was beautiful. Badge for the, all these wrought iron gates. There were so many and they were gorgeous. Badge for Mother Superior's sick gloves. They were like golden and I don't know if this is what Mother Superiors are supposed to wear as Mother Superior? <laughs> Mother Superior. I'm sure that's right. But uh, keep an eye out, people. They're sick. Oh, I love that. Badge for how much of a mood the captain is for the first half of the film. <laughs> Before he loves his children? Yeah. They do anything and he's like, what are, what are you doing? Ugh. And Maria does anything and he's like, why would you do that? Why aren't you marching and breathing deeply? What is happening? I have a badge for the protagonist's motivation being she just wants everyone to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. More fun. Badge for Liesel being openly horny. <laughs> I loved that. She does not try to hide it at all. That's one thing I didn't predict about that song that I knew about the You Are 16 Going on 17. It sounded like that. But I didn't know that she was all like, gimme, yeah. gimme. Yeah. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme a Rolf after mid after dinner. <laughs> Won't somebody send me some telegrams right now? I have a badge for beautiful. Unbelievably beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. Ex- I might watch it again. Extremely, extremely gorgeous. I'm going to turn it on after this. It's like you were inside of a postcard. It's like a damn screensaver. It's amazing. Oh. Uh, a badge for the Landler is the horniest scene of the film. That is when they are doing the traditional Austrian folk dance. <laughs> did they say the name or did you know it? <laughs> Both. <laughs> when did they do that? I do have to know. It's oh. at the ball and he's out there. She's out in the courtyard with the children. And then he comes out and is like, can I dance with you? And Elsa's like, stop trying to bone the nanny. Yeah. Stop doing this. I'm trying to marry you. I have so much money. But they can't help it. And they're, they're so close to one another and they're making so much eye contact. And then what, Kurt, the little freak, is like, your face is really red. <laughs> and she's like, is it? Oh. <laughs> I've never had a red face before. I want, okay, here, here are my two dreams. <sighs> Unfortunately, I think I got to get married in a gazebo and he has to run me around the whole circle <laughs> and help me leap from bench to bench. And then our first dance will be the landler. <laughs> From the sound of music. I think it's lovely. When he claps and she just sort of hops around him. <laughs> it's hot. You want to hop around a clapping man? hop around a clapping man. Who's like demonstrating via his little neck decoration that he's anti-Nazi. He's wearing the Austrian oh. colors. Mm. And he's displayed the Austrian flag in the home. How clumsy of me. I meant to insult. Oh. Well, I have a badge for... Julie Andrews is such a delight. Oh, she is such a delight. Oh, the best woman. <laughs> I feel confident. <laughs> hmm? Yep. Yep. <laughs> badge for being anti-Nazi. Yes. Unfortunately relevant today. I have a badge for Julie Andrews's posture. Yeah. I mean, it was giving. She had confidence. <laughs> she was upright. She couldn't have done that without that song. Okay. <laughs> She was hunching before. Even if it didn't land. (laughs) 
Badge for Elsa absolutely stressed during the ball toss. She was borderline doing physical comedy because the kids kept tr- pretending to hit her with the ball in the face uh-huh. and one of them bounced it and she tried to catch it and was like, oh, oh, God. It was such a different energy than the rest of the film. It, it was, was suddenly like... It's so real. Mockumentary, sort of like, <laughs> yeah. okay, so just that, no, no good. You want to play a ball? <laughs> you guys don't like the ball? All right. Uh, a badge for an intermission. Mm-hmm. I made uh, breakfast during it. Thank you. Yeah, and they give us the whole thing, too. On Yeah, Disney they Plus. the on-track. Badge for the horny gazebo. Oh, yeah. It's Everybody beautiful. who goes to the gazebo gets so horny. I didn't know they could... <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a horny gazebo. It's like enchanted. <laughs> That's so funny. They arrive and suddenly, oh, oh my, oh my God, I have to bone you. <laughs> Let's run around. Oh. Badge for the Fräulein who continues bowing at the end during the contest. She just, she gets third place oh, and yeah. she keeps bowing. And I, my theory, my fan theory is that she was in on the plan, on the Von Trapp family plan to <gasps> escape from the Nazis. And they were like, Fräulein, would you just keep bowing for as long as you can? Stall via bow. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> also, when they uh, were surprised that the Von Trapp family had yeeted, it was like, what'd you think? <laughs> what did you guys expect? My next badge is for the spotlight work. When he <laughs> says, the family Von Trapp, and the spotlight goes to the tunnel and they're not there. <laughs> I, my heart was racing for the last 40 minutes of this yeah. film. I get so excited every time. And it's so tense. And you don't, you know, but you don't really know. You know what? This film, it knew how to put on a show. It's so good. Yeah. Oh. All the moments they hit. All the moments hit. That's right. You can't say that for every movie. And as do all the songs. Some of the songs. I'd say specifically the Every song hit. in history of this film well, has hit. It's sort of like it's surprising that everything hit so well when the songs were happening. Yeah, they hit so hard that they had. <sighs> oh, uh, my final badge. I, I have a badge for nuns sinning. My final badge is for nuns doing vehicular espionage. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That little noise. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like they decided this is where where they they like insert just a little bit of comedy. Yeah. And those nuns come up and they're like, sorry, Mother Superior. And Mother Superior's like, what did you girls do? (laughs) You you pranksters. What's up? (laughs) I bet those two nuns would have gotten along with Captain Von Trapp when he was fielding like a a particularly like a rascal. (laughs) Yeah. They would have been like, where are the berries? Hand over the berries. Yeah. Liana, do you have trudges? I have a few. Okay. I have a trage for the song, 16 going on 17, Mm. as much as I love the gazebo choreography. I have a trage for what's with the lighting, specifically in the song 16 going on 17. Yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) A trage for Liesl calling Maria mother. It felt so weird. I was like, don't do that. I I don't like that. I like saying that. Mother. I was like, stop it. Uh, to, if I have to be honest, because everybody, all of our listeners say, make sure to keep being honest. Yeah, everybody keeps writing in they and saying, hey, don't forget. Stay we want on- you to keep being honest. Stay honest. Stay honest. TBH. Trage for music about music is a little dumb to me. A music that's like, here is how you sing a song. Just as a concept. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I, was, I, 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 was, I was following. I was picking up what they were putting down. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. As a, as, a, as a concept, I'm like, all right, a little inside baseball. Where do you fall on this? Yeah, no, I mean, you're wrong. 
you're entitled to your opinion, but it is incorrect. I have a trage. My final trage is for this is when Maria and Liesl are gossiping and Liesl's like, I think my boyfriend doesn't love me anymore because he's dating the Third Reich. And Maria's like, you'll get over it someday. And they do sort of a reprise of 16 going on 17. And the lyrics get very ownership forward about men and women. (laughs) She's like, and you belong to him. And I was like, no. (laughs) Which is also so funny because Maria just had a crush for the first time about a month ago before (laughs) saying that. Like, she discovered love after Liesl did. Mm. And it's funny to imagine that she learned it. She's like, this is it. You know, this is what it is. I've been a nun this whole time, but now I get it. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you belong to him. And, you know, you do whatever he wants. And that's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Maria, Maria, no, you didn't get it all the way. Right. Nobody told her. Uh Uh-uh. She's been a nun. Yeah. I'll tack on one other trage, which is that once they get married... They're a little bit, they like each other a little too much. They're like too in love. Everything's too, a little too okay. Because they, they spar. They, there's a spark between them because they butt heads, Maria and the uh, captain, at the beginning. Yeah. And during their courtship slash just being horny for each other over the guitar. That's true. And then once they're married, it's like everything's wonderful. They got to piss each other off more in marriage. They don't. That's a good, tra- that's a hot trage. Hot trage. Hot trage, hot trage alert. <laughs> then a trage for... I don't know how Jul- how old Julie Andrews was in this, but there was an energy for sure that the woman he was choosing now was younger. Ah, uh, <laughs> was like historically, yeah. I did Google it, and Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer were only six years apart. Wonderful, which is like nothing on this list, and compared to the real life couple. <laughs> I wonder how mu- the difference. Yeah. But I agree. That energy like is it, very much... She's portrayed as so, like, young and sort of... Right. Not naive, but inexperienced. And specifically the fact that it was the, the choosing the younger woman thing. Mm-hmm. The, like, which I don't... Of the, the two. Of the two. Yeah. The one where it's like, honestly, I like the one who's... She just has a beautiful soul because she, well, knows less. Yeah. Definitely. I don't think it was, like, distracting or... But, you know, that is... That's what tragedies are for. It's a bit a bit tragic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Now we can move on. To how to pretend you've seen this film. Yes. This is for You Are Frolicking on a Mountain. By yourself, you've just summited a a gorgeous hill and you are spinning in a damn circle (laughs) until Rolf comes up to you. (laughs) Uh, He he stops you mid-swirl, you know, stops one arm. Yeah. He just stands like a pole, and so you kind of yeah, smack. Yeah, you, you smack him. Oh, God. <laughs> ah. No, sorry. <laughs> and he goes, look at us, the only two people on this hill. <laughs> like, how did you find me? There's so many Alps that you could be climbing. Are you also Why are you climbing this Alp? Salzburg? Is it Salzburg? Yeah. Are you also in Salzburg to... Learn to- about Mozart? <laughs> <laughs> oh no you're here you're, you're the one guy who's here to hear about mozart yeah i'm here for mozart what else happened here uh. <laughs> the sound of music happened here oh well funny enough i actually know a whole lot about that yeah. well, I mean, i'm gonna tell you about it right and now in order to uh, to stop rolf from blowing the whistle on you mm-hmm. we're gonna give you a few sentences you can say to pretend you've seen the film the sound of music I had an idea for this that we do not have to do. Oh, please. I have nothing. We could, if we wanted to try to do it, do a little thing in the tune of... Yes, yes. Okay. We can just do little bits and then we'll put them together or something. Okay. Our one quarter of musical improv training is coming out. 
Oh, The Sound of Music? That film has everything. Beautiful landscapes and sweet Julie Andrews. Most nuns, they love her, but one wants her dead. <laughs> History displayed in musical form. And a family with children who perform. <laughs> Based on real life. Christopher Plummer's hot. <laughs> the gazebo's glass. <laughs> Their play clothes were made out of bedroom curtains. And, and Maria, Maria threw. And get the key. And Maria threw some ass. <laughs> I really couldn't hear from here what the key was. <laughs> well, I think we chose a different one for each line, which is perfect. <laughs> and that is how you make Rolf go far, far away. Mm -hmm. So you can drink some tea and earn your dough. And speaking of earning dough, drinking tea, having some jam and bread... We're now going to tell you if we think you should watch this film. And the answer is yes. <laughs> oh, so I feel like a rebel. Yeah, game. thank you so much for oh. listening to this. <laughs> no, no, wait, it's not, it's not over. Raindrops on roses. Okay, and yeah, you have to yeah. watch this. Why don't you take it away? If you don't, I will find you and kill you. What was your answer? So your answer was Okay, should you watch this? If we think we should if we think you should watch this movie. <laughs> Or if Sienna has a different opinion. <laughs> Obviously, from me, it's a fat yes. You gotta watch the sound of... Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nothing further. You don't have anything else? Okay. Watch the fucking movie. Are you, are you joking? What do you think? Gosh. Wow. I, I, I hadn't thought about it that much earlier, and I also didn't know that I was going to be in such danger. <laughs> About uh, what my answer was. Um, I did not say this in tragedies, but the one thing is it's it's a bit long. Mm -hmm. As a child, that was what I was afraid of, and it proved to be true. Mm -hmm. I think this is a great movie to watch. <laughs> yeah. It is a, an eye feast the whole time. I would have eye Pinterested. Feast. I would have Pinterested this entire There film. was a feast for the eyes. Aww. So I think this was really lovely. Could be long for some. But uh, definitely catch that opening sequence because I was, I was shocked at how gorgeous it was. Oh, it's so good. The coming over the mountain and there's a small little figure and then you zoom in and it's Julie Andrews and she's singing to you. It's a pretty special film. It is. Oh! It's pretty special. I think it might be one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. It, it might be one of the 100 greatest American <laughs> movies of all time. It definitely deserves to be higher on this list. Oh, this should be the only film on the list. <laughs> Sienna, what would you rate the film The Sound of Music? I would give this movie a honking 4.2 out of 5 jams on bread. <laughs> it was better, surpassed my expectations. Yay. And I just love Julie Andrews so much. Uh, Leanna, what would you rate the film? Oh, the I wonder. The Sound of Music. This is about to be a historic moment for Tossed Popcorn. Because I'm giving this film five horny gazebos out of five. Yeah! <laughs> a perfect score. I know the film is not perfect. I know elements of it are not perfect. But for me, this movie is a perfect viewing experience.
and it introduced the notion of confidence. Without it, confidence. Where would, would we not would exist. never have started a podcast? No. Is this your first five out of five? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm I think so the closest happy. I got was Psycho when I was just horny for Anthony Perkins. I'm so happy to hear this. This is great news. Ah. Well, everyone. There's a sad sort of clanging from the clock <gasps> in the hall and the bells in the steeple, too. And up in the nursery, an absurd little bird is popping out to say cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. Regretfully, they tell us, but firmly, they compel us to say goodbye to you. This has been Taz Popcorn's episode on the sound of music. We are all over social media at Tossed Popcorn. We post stunning, gorgeous, beautiful memes every Saturday on our Instagram and our Twitter. Give us a follow. Check it out. And join us next week when we will be watching. And this is, I have not been. Sienna is learning this in real time. <laughs> it's been The film from that me. we are watching the week after The Sound of Music is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> is King Kong? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> this is gonna be so weird. What the fuck? <laughs> I forgot that was. <laughs> I forgot that was even. <laughs> well, <laughs> see you next time. And thank you. We love you. I'll be saying goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. And then the whole audience, the whole crowd at the party goes, Goodbye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. I don't think I want a relationship. I think I just want a man <laughs> to help me jump from bench to bench, flying in a circle in a gorgeous dress with the flowiest skirt. And then we're both doing kicking choreography off the bench. And then we sit and we stare at each other and it's raining. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.